0: First light of the morning. I can see over me. In the first light of the morning. This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political I punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Man, do I have a story to tell you today? You've probably heard some parts of it, and I've actually covered some aspects of the story in previous podcasts: Criminalizing Climate, uh, part one and two. I encourage you to go back and listen to those when you get a minute. In case you missed them, here's a quick recap. Last year, Senator Whitehouse from Rhode Island started calling for the prosecution of climate scientists and oil and gas companies under the RICO statute. That's the the racketeering statute. It's what you use to go after mob bosses, basically. Well, he said that those companies and the and the climate scientists were misleading the public about the dangers of climate change Just like the tobacco companies had misled the public about the dangers of smoking, RICO was used against the tobacco companies and should be used against the climate deniers as well. In, In September, 20 scientists from universities and government agencies across the country were apparently inspired by Senator Whitehouse, and they wrote a letter to Attorney General Loretta Lynch urging the same thing. Now, to her credit, Mrs. Lynch turned them down. But this spring, 13 attorneys general, all Democrats from 12 states and the U.S. Virgin Islands, stood at a press conference next to Al Gore, and they announced they would cooperate with each other, cooperate, okay, collude, with each other to go after these climate deniers in creative ways. Not necessarily legal ways, they didn't say. They were going to find creative ways to do this big oil companies, puppet masters, that type of thing. Well, the next week, Claude Walker, the attorney general for the U.S. Virgin Islands, issued a massive subpoena to a conservative think tank, the Competitive Enterprise Institute, also known as CEI, for all of their documents relating to climate change and complete list of donors going back to the 1990s. So if you just stop the story there, it looks bad. Democrats have decided to use the justice system to punish political opponents, not necessarily because what they're doing is against law, but because what they're doing is against their ideology. Al Gore, a man whose carbon footprint is larger than yours and mine, is poised to make more millions from his government-funded green subsidies. Scientific dissent is being silenced. That's bad for science. That's bad for academia. It's bad for America. And frankly, it's bad for civilization. Fortunately, the story doesn't stop there. There have been three major developments in the last two weeks that suggest this plan to use RICO will ricochet. Let's start with the subpoena against CEI from the U.S. Virgin Islands. Last week, CEI received a letter from the U.S. Virgin Islands Department of Justice saying it would revoke that subpoena. They didn't say why they would revoke it, and, and they said they might reissue it in the future, but for now, they won't ask CEI to produce any documents whatsoever. You see, when CEI first received that subpoena, CEI filed an objection calling it offensive, unlawful, and un-American. There wasn't a judge that ruled on the objection. The judge didn't rule on this. The AG just simply caved. He folded. They tried to put as nice a spin on it as they could, saying the Virgin Islands wouldn't reimburse CEI for its legal fees, but it was basically a complete capitulation. CEI, however, isn't done. On Monday this week, they asked the D.C. Superior Court to fine Claude Walker the Virgin Islands AG, for violating CEI's First Amendment rights. There's actually a a statute that they can sue under. Most times, public officials are are immune from lawsuits. But if you use, or in this case, misuse the law to violate a person's civil rights, that person can go after you. And in this case, CEI is doing just that. In an article on whatsupwiththat.com, there's a quote from CEI President Clint Lassman. It says, Mr. Walker's attempt to silence us and others who share our views is an unconstitutional abomination. CEI will not sit still with this illegal threat hanging over our head, which is why we are asking the court to fine A.G. Walker and in his abuse of the legal process to intimidate CEI. Now, if that fine is successful, what do you think that's going to signal to those other attorney generals who are trying to find creative ways to enforce the quote-unquote law? I think it's going to make some of them pause and think. So why was CEI targeted in the first place? Well, That might be because CEI was already taking steps to prevent Democrats and climate crusaders from abusing the legal system to silence dissent. Remember that letter written by the 20 scientists? CEI issued a Freedom of Information Act to request George Mason University deliver some documents about that letter. They wanted to know why it was written and when that campaign began. And since George Mason's a public university, they had every right to that information. Well, George Mason was trying, oh, well, we don't have it. You can't find it. You don't deserve it anyway. On Friday, a federal judge declared all of those documents fair game and that efforts by GMU to hide the emails were bad faith. So the Virgin Islands were going up to CEI because CEI was investigating this whole scheme that the Virgin Islands were now involved in. It was an intimidation tactic, and it failed spectacularly. What's more is, in those emails, which were released as a result of Friday's ruling, there's some pretty juicy details. Turns out this whole idea to use RICO to punish climate change deniers did not actually start with Senator Whitehouse last year. It's actually much older than that. Turns out all this started back in 2012 at a conference held in La Jolla, California. That conference was called Establishing Accountability for Climate Change Damages Lessons from Tobacco Control. Those documents that were released on Friday demonstrate the 2012 meeting was was set up to craft a plan. And in that plan, in that meeting, they came up with the idea to use RICO to go after climate change deniers. Senator Whitehouse simply was a, was basically influenced by the people at this meeting to issue his statement calling for everybody to use RICO. It wasn't White House's idea. He was asked to do that by these scientists, the quote-unquote quote scientists and other advocacy groups. Here's, here's a quote from one of those documents, by the way. Quote, State attorneys general can also subpoena documents raising the possibility that a single sympathetic state attorney general might have substantial success in bringing key internal documents to life. They knew that the federal government, this was before Loretta Lynch was in there, Eric Holder was in there at the time, but they knew the federal government, Department of Justice, might not do this because the evidence wasn't there. But they thought, well, you know what? If we can just get one schmuck, one attorney general who doesn't have any scruples, if we can just get that guy to, to issue a subpoena, then we can get some documents. And that's what they found with Claude Walker in the Virgin Islands. He was the schmuck. He was the one sympathetic AG. What has been happening this spring in 2016 was actually hatched in 2012. It's also important to keep in mind who was at this conference. It wasn't the attorneys general who held the press conference back in March of this year. It was pro-climate change activists, lobbyists, and trial attorneys. The real irony here is they are accusing Exxon and conservative think tanks of colluding to convince the public that climate change isn't real and that they believe that there may be documents to prove it. Here's... (laughs) That they don't know if the documents exist or not, and there's no real evidence that documents suggesting that Exxon has been hatching a scheme exist. They're just kind of hoping they do. The real irony is that in actuality, they are the ones who are meeting in secret to devise a plan, to collude, to convince the public that climate change is real, without having to use, you know, the, the science. That, forget science, we're going to use the legal system. When science fails, let's just sue. They are guilty themselves of the exact behavior they are alleging in others, and there really are documents in this case to prove it. Those documents were released on Friday. All this has now caught the attention of some Republicans in Congress, Representative Lamar Smith from Texas is the chairman of the Committee on Science, Space, and Technology, and he ain't happy. This week, he sent a letter to all those AGs who stood next to Al Gore and promised to punish people who were making profit off of lying about climate change. That's right. Al Gore, who has made multiple wrong, misleading, erroneous, false statements about climate change and has gotten rich as a result, stood in that room as they said, we're going to go after these people who are lying about climate change and making money off of it. And no one in that room figured out the irony of what they just said. Anyway, here's the first sentence of the letter from Representative Smith. The Committee on Science, Space, and Technology is conducting oversight of a coordinated attempt to deprive companies, nonprofit organizations, and scientists of their First Amendment rights and ability to fund and conduct scientific research free from intimidation and threats of prosecution. Rot row Raggy. Mm -hmm. The committee is requesting all communications between the AGs and a variety of climate activist groups, including the Climate Accountability Institute, the Union of Concerned Scientists, Greenpeace, 360.org, the Rockefeller Brothers Fund, Global Warming Legal Action Project, the Pawa Law Group, and the Climate Reality Project. They also requested all communication between and among the 13 state AGs, And between the EPA, the Department of Justice, and the president himself, they have until May 30 to hand it all over. Now, if this congressional investigation is anywhere near as effective as the ones we've had into Benghazi or the IRS targeting scandal or Fast and Furious, then we can expect to learn absolutely nothing from this. But the point is that this is going to be a headache for those state AG offices, intimidation can be a two-way street here. Coming up on my next podcast, there is a pattern of behavior among Democrats to misuse the judicial system, just as they've done in this climate change deal. They're doing it in other aspects. And they're doing it as part of a political agenda, not a legal agenda, but a political one. Some judges are catching on to that and are starting to reprimand the out-of-control federal and state officials. Make sure you look for that podcast when it comes out. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light of the morning, I can see old glory.